Hey everyone, you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Tiffany Chen. She is the founder of an incredible company. She does over $100 million in revenue, has a $500 million evaluation, but probably more importantly, delivers you warm cookies whenever you want them in 76 locations around the US. Take a listen to how she built her company with just her and her almost boyfriend and what she does to empower her team, how she stays true to her goals, and so much more. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. I'm excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me on. So when I read a little bit about your incredible story, uh, you had me at cookies. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I would love to hear about your journey into this and how you've made yourself such a singular success. Yeah, we have an interesting backstory. So we got started, um, we opened a a business called Tiff's Treats, um, but we got started back in 1999 when I stood my now husband, but then just guy I was dating, I stood him up on a date. And as an apology, I baked him a batch of cookies and drove them over to his house. And they just so happened to still be warm when I got there. And he took one bite and immediately thought that we should bake and deliver cookies straight out of the oven, kind of like pizza delivery, uh, but with cookies. And I wasn't interested in doing that at all, actually. We were in college at the time. I was 19. And um, so I said, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. But he really persisted through that afternoon, telling me all the reasons why it would be so great. And then I ended up you know, going to the grocery store, pricing out what cookies cost to make, what other flavors besides chocolate chip can you do, and called him over and said, well, let's let's think on it. And we spent the next two weeks just kind of researching the basics of how would we do it? How would we package them? How are we going to get the word out? And we opened out of his college apartment two weeks later, and we just, you know, we printed up a bunch of flyers, took them around campus, put our phone number out there, um, and waited to get our first order, which um, took a while. It, we went the first three days with no orders at all. Um, but then on the third day, somebody did call and place their first cookie delivery. And we've been doing it now for 23 years. Um, at this point now, we've got 76 uh, retail locations and growing and about 1,800 um, employees on our team. So it started just the two of us, very, very small. And then we sort of turned it into a life career by accident. And I'm assuming that he accepted your apology. He accepted my apology. Yeah. And we continued to date. Um, and we are married. We got married oh, 10 plus years later and had an interesting breakup in the middle. So that's also a fun anecdote. Um, but continued the business the whole time. Wow. So what, what was the first step you took in launching your company when you, you know, you didn't see, you took three days, you got your first order. How did you begin to know how to even scale uh, and how to approach that? Because 76 locations today is, is huge. It's monumental. Yeah, you know, well, we grew very, very slowly. So when we first started, we were taking one step at a time, which was just the two of us in an apartment with a phone number and a solo cup where we put all the money that people would pay us on delivery. Um, And then you just grow each step at a time. We ended up getting a real location. 
After several years, we decided to get a second location um, because we thought we were doing pretty well. Um, We started in Austin, Texas, and we were doing pretty well, and we thought we could get open a second location in Dallas. And so that we we waited a a while, though. It was probably seven years into us starting that we opened that second location. And that's really where you start learning the the difficulties um, of scaling. And so some of those difficulties are operating a business where you can't be there because Dallas is about three hours away from Austin. So we weren't there every day. Um, and keeping the culture the way you had grown it here. Now you've got a whole nother outpost and you want their culture and what's important to them to be um, to be the same and to be aligned. And so we learned a lot of lessons in, in jumping off to a new city. So, so early in our growth, it wasn't necessarily early in the business, but early in our growth cycle. I feel like at the beginning of uh, at least most of the entrepreneurs I talked to and myself included, like the early mistakes were some of the biggest financial mistakes or customer service mistakes. Do you have a story from that time that really just, you know, eats away at you still? <laughs> we have, gosh, I, I, so I think that's the only way you learn, right, is these mistakes. And that's, you just do something, you make a mistake, you learn from it, and then you move on. And that's really our, our entire business education is based on all of the mistakes we made. Um, one of the things with that very first location that we made a big mistake on was what we thought we were empowering our team. So we had moved some managers there that had been managers in our Austin location and they were great. Uh, And we didn't want to step on their toes too much. So when we would come to visit, uh, they might be doing something slightly different, but we would say, oh, let's not, you know, let's not step on, you know, we want them to feel ownership over this. Let's not step on their toes. Well, they ended up just sort of over time and by accident, making the dough pucks a little bit larger, which meant they had to crank up the temperature in the oven, which meant that they were making a little bit bigger of cookie and it was a little bit crispier. And so it didn't take very long for us to be sort of selling slightly different things. And we were operating in different ways. And that's when we realized that that's not what empowering is. You know, that was just us being completely hands-off. Empowering, you know, is is allowing somebody the ability to make, you know, make something their own, but within the framework of that you're all following the same procedure and and the all the same exacting standards. Um, And one of the ways we fixed that was to have face-to-face meetings with the team. So every month we would do face-to-face meetings and we would talk about the struggles we were having in Austin, the struggles we were having in Dallas. We would come together and have decisions and new procedures made um, together at once. And, And that really, really helped us create the beginnings of a scalable multi-unit business. But if you're asking too about a story, one thing, um, so customer service, man, we pride ourselves on our customer service now. Um, Our number two value is we make it right because we think if people are entrusting us with their special moment, which they do often because our cookies are often gifted to each other for special occasions. And if you're entrusting us with that, it's important for us to feel that you know that you can trust us. If something goes wrong, we're going to make it right for you. And we're going to go above and beyond to do that. But when we were brand new, we didn't really know that. And we didn't know um, what we should or shouldn't do. And one of the things that we learned was we had to set limits on what we were willing to do because of what we knew we could do well. So we had this one woman 
who came in and she was very pregnant and she placed an order for cookies for her husband and it was going to be for after the baby was born. So after the baby was born, that's the time when she wanted the delivery made and she brought us this special thing that she wanted us to to deliver with the cookies. And we were like, sure, I don't know why not. Um, So we get the special thing and we end up accidentally delivering it to the wrong place. Like the special thing went on somebody else's delivery. And then when we got that figured out, we went back, collected it and our delivery person, it was raining. He tripped and fell and broke the item. Well, what the item was, was the, the very first photo of their baby that they had ever taken. It was printed and framed and the frame broke and it scratched the photo. And so what we ended up finally delivering to this husband was a broken picture of his baby. And they were so upset, rightfully. And um, we learned how you really, really need to go above and beyond because it wasn't just this little, they weren't just having a snack. You know, this was supposed to be a really special moment for them and it wasn't, number one. So number one, we learned to really take that seriously and own why it's going to be special and why we need to do everything we can to re-deliver on that experience if we didn't hit the mark the first time. Um, And then the other thing we learned was not to accept items on delivery if they have a sentimental um, or a monetary value because we weren't equipped to be doing it. We weren't trained on how to do it. It was sort of an edge case. And we learned that sometimes you have to protect yourself and also protect the customer so they can get the experience they were hoping for with something that you're trained and used to doing. I think those are such great lessons. And I, I want to go back to when you said you were trying to let these other people, you know, almost run themselves. And then you start to see where it's not being done to the standards that you had or to the way in which made your cookies special. And I think as managers or founders, sometimes it's like you want to empower your people. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's a reason for a hierarchy within a work structure because something is done right and you're there to keep it and make sure it's right. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with correcting and getting realigned on what, you know, what the process should be and getting everybody together on the same page that said, even though, you know, your this particular manager likes to do it X, Y, and Z way, what the customer is needing is the same experience in Dallas as they're getting in Austin. Um, and, and now we've got 76 locations, you know, throughout various geographies. So you want that same experience. You want the same product. You want the same friendly experience. You want the same customer service. Make it right um, across the whole thing. And so I think empowering is difficult and delegating is difficult because there's sometimes for some of us, I have a hard time delegating and it's easier for me to just say, okay, hands off, you own it now, go fly. Um, But that's not probably always the best way to do it because you still have the results that you want to achieve. And there's nothing wrong with holding somebody accountable to the results that you want um, and giving them you know, leeway so they're not being micromanaged, but at the same time, just letting them loose. It, what we learned in our experiences, we weren't doing them any favors either. For sure. And so how did you mentally get through the idea of here I started this small, unique jewel of a cookie shop. Now you have 76 locations. Like usually, at least in my experience, like when you expand, some of the specialness is lost. So how do you how do you maintain that integrity, not only for the across the stores, but it still feels special to you or not? 
Yeah, no, it, it does. And um, I think for my personal work journey, because I've been doing this for 23 years, what's fun about it is that your job is ever evolving. So just because in the beginning, my job was to put cookies in the oven and take them out and get in the car and deliver them. Um, that's no longer my same job. I'm not doing the exact same thing 23 years later. In fact, I would say almost every year, my personal job here sort of turns over into a whole new thing. And that's a really fun part of entrepreneurship, I think, is to bring in people around you that are better than you and handing off the things that you were doing to them and then seeing them do it so much better than you ever did. So the the end result in terms of, of what you're outputting is so much greater than when it was just you. Um, but in terms of the like the magic is kind of what we call it, of the, this magical cookie, warm cookie delivery experience. It's very important for us to keep that going through all these locations. And the thing that anchors us is, well, when we started, we weren't thinking this through. We weren't thinking that these were going to be important moments to, to people. But over time, customers kept coming back and telling us why their cookie delivery was so meaningful and why somebody sent them or why they sent it um, or why they shared something, a really nice moment with somebody over these cookies. And we ended up terming those warm cookie moments, um, meaning that it's like this, this moment that you have when you're feeling first of all, like a physically warm, nostalgic, yummy, decadent treat moment. But it's really about connecting with other people because sometimes maybe somebody has sent you that cookie delivery and you're feeling that connection. You're feeling loved and you're feeling seen and you're feeling remembered. And that's really what it's all about. And that's something that we have been able to maintain through all of our locations and our, you know, our large team. We all do connect on these warm cookie moments. So it's more about why you're doing something than what you're doing. It's about why the experience for customers is meaningful as opposed to you know, what physically, yes, yes, physically it's warm cookies, physically it's on-demand delivery, physically it's right out of the oven and it's coming to you. But why they're using them and why they're enjoying it and why they're connecting emotionally with your brand, that's what's important. And that's kind of easy to get everybody rallied around. So we share these warm cookie moments. We use Slack for our internal communication. And our call center, our command center is actually what we call them. They will post these testimonials that come in all the time and we can all see them. And um, they're very, very heartfelt. Sometimes they're even um, sad because sometimes people use cookie delivery as a way to comfort um, and, and for grief. Um, and sometimes they're uplifting, but it's something that definitely everybody rallies around. And that has been a special and connectable moment for, for our team for a while now. I love that. Um, and real quick, can you just do a little brag that was some of the info in your bio about how big your company is, you know, the revenue you shared, like any of that? So people are like, oh, damn, this is one to listen to. Absolutely. So the company is called Tiff's Treats. Uh, it is warm cookie delivery on demand. And we have 76 locations, uh, over 1,800 employees. We are valued, uh, our current valuation is at $500 million. Um, and we're a $100 million a year company. So we've grown from just the two of us um, to where we are today. And we're continuing to grow. 76 locations and growing. We're opening more every week almost. I mean, that's fucking insane. And you should be so proud to have achieved that. I mean, that's that's no easy feat, especially with through the pandemic. And I mean, I'm sure everyone wanted warm cookies. So maybe it was great for you. But that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Hey. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And how have you dealt with, you know, at least in New York, I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but I feel like there are these waves um, of trends. It's it's donuts and it's cupcakes and it's ice cream. To me, I always will love a cookie. To me, that's never a trending item. But how have you dealt with the you know rise and sort of if there was an ebb of that of that cycle? Yeah, I think you hit it there a little bit because of the cookie that we do. We we do sort of classic cookies, you know, the cookies that your mom or your grandma would have made, um, or your dad, or you know, something that's in your in your past history. So you have this nostalgic connection to this really traditional treat. So uh, there are lots of trends that kind of circle around us and have been because we've been in business a long time. So definitely treats come and go. Um, I think the classic cookie really always has a place in everyone's heart. So we don't get too wrapped up in in what those trends are. And for us, it's really more about the full experience we can give to the customers from the fact that their ordering process was easy, the fact of how quickly they could get this really nice and thoughtful gift out to somebody. Let's say they forgot, you know, they, they forgot it's your birthday. Well, in about an hour or two, you can have a delivery that looks like something that they planned to give you months ago. Um, and so it's really more about the value that we offer to the customer um, alongside with the fact that I think we have a product that is, um, w- was popular, you know, in the early 1900s, popular now. Totally. Yeah. I w- yeah. I never get sick of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah. Um, you sound so positive and I love hearing that. And, the, you know, but are there times when you're like, oh my gosh, and then what do you do to revive yourself or to, you know, make it not as terrible? Absolutely. Yes, of course. There are so many times um, like that. In fact, one whole chapter in our book is called Just a Couple of Losers. And we were just getting knocked down and knocked down. We lost um, our lease. And so we had no place. to. This was when we only had one location. Um, And when you're in a food business, you got to have a location. It needs to be a permitted kitchen. It needs to be near where you're delivering. So that was a really, really big deal. We lost our name right around the same time. We used to be called Tiffany's Treats and um, Tiffany and company wanted us to change that. And so we we, we lost our name. Um, We lost several things all in a row. And it was just so much kick down. But 
really, I think you just put one foot in front of the other and solve one problem at a time. And absolutely, we get down. And now, too, I mean, it's the same. It's always an adventure. You know, somebody's always coming into the office with new news of, hey, this just happened and blah, blah, blah. But you start to get a little bit desensitized to things over time only because you have the history of knowing this was really crappy but we came out of it and we did this. And you've done that enough times where you sort of start to have a little bit of trust that even if the current moment is really difficult you and you may not know how you're going to come out of it, you know that you've got a history of coming out of things and, and you will figure that out. And I try not to overthink and uh, think too far ahead. Let's just solve the problem at hand and then we'll move on to the next thing. That's so important and so smart because I think it's like a muscle and it gets easier to bounce back from these hard times and these failures. Uh, at least for me, I view it that way. You get a little bit less emotionally tied into it. That's the thing when I was young too, but also young in business and everything it felt like would hurt your feelings isn't really the right word, but you'd be so emotionally wrapped up in something that is relatively small and you'd be up tossing and turning all night. Why did they say that? And why did I say this? And and why are they quitting? And things like that. And as you get a little bit older in business, you so many things have happened that you get a little bit less emotionally wrapped up into it. And it makes it easier to see the field a little more clearly. Yeah, for sure. I love it. So what's you just wrote a book. I'd love to hear about it. Um, what made you want to write the book? And you know, what do you hope readers gain when they read it? Yeah. So we just um, released our first book. It's called It's Not Just Cookies. And it's our backstory. Um, so we've, it's, it's almost like a business memoir. It goes through the story of, of how we started, how we grew, uh, tons about the mistakes that we made. Um, so one thing I really hope that readers get out of it is to know that everybody makes mistakes. And mistakes is how you learn. Um, you can look back on them. You can laugh. And you can know that... Um, you can still make a successful business even after mistake, 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 bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, because we had tons of that. And we we wanted to be pretty vulnerable and open in the book about all of that. We also talk a bit about, so we're a husband and wife team, um, and people always ask us about that. They're very curious about how that works. So we wanted to put a little bit in there about how we work together as, as a couple team. And then, of course, um, the warm moments that I've been referring to. We got plenty of customers um, to write in their stories, and we publish some of our very favorite ones through the years are published in there. So it's sort of a heartwarming uh, book. Uh, and it's got a, a business backdrop through the whole thing. So definitely something that if you're interested in starting a business, if you have a small business, um, hopefully there are some tidbits that you can take away from this uh, beyond just inspiration, but also tidbits on, on things that we did that worked for us with our business. And then uh, finally, we put recipes in. So when we first uh, started thinking about doing the book, we actually weren't even thinking about recipes. And the publisher said, well, I flipped through you know, the initial proposal, but where are the recipes? And um, we said, you know what? You're right. That w- 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 would make it a more fun book, wouldn't it? And so we've got uh, 28 or so cookie recipes of sort of our specialty flavors. Uh, previous to this, we've never published any Tiff's Treats recipes. So our fans are excited t- to be able to recreate Tiff's Treats at home. But if you've never heard of, of Tiff's Treats or you've never had them, they're still just really fun recipes to bake at home. You don't have to be an expert baker. They're very, very approachable. Um, I love baking cookies because they're 
easy. You know, they're one of the easier, the easy to delicious ratio on cookies is pretty high. I mean, do they taste like yours when they come nice and warm? They Fresh do. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. They they really are. They we tweaked it for home baking, of course, um, but they really are uh, very reminiscent of the Tiff's Treats cookie, and and this is how we've been baking them forever. <laughs> Still oh do. Oh my gosh. So, what gets you excited after you know two de- two plus decades in the industry? What you know makes you go, okay, I still love what I do. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we are still really at the beginning of our growth. We've been in business a while, but we took a long time at the beginning to grow. And then when we did start growing, we were growing pretty slowly. And we've picked up that that pace a bit in the past few years, but we have tons more space ahead of us. And that's what's so exciting for us to still come to work every day and know that there's this huge goal out there that we are still on the path towards making happen. We want to be completely nationwide um, so that everybody can get warm cookie deliveries to their homes. We currently do nationwide shipping on our um, cookie dough so you can get take and bake uh, shipped to you. And we also have like little truffles. They're they're almost like, think of like cake balls, but they're cookies. So it's like cookies and then they're wrapped in chocolate. So we have some nationwide shippable items. Um, but our mainstay is the on-demand warm cookie delivery. And so we've got a lot of room to, gr- to grow in terms of where we're located and where we can get that that out. And, and that's really what we, we want to bring this nationwide. And we still have a long way to go to that end. And, and that's exciting for us and for the team that's sort of along for the ride together with us. I love that. And how have you managed to keep your relationship in business and in, and with your husband, you know, both strong? Because I, you know, I worked with my brother. We worked together for 17 years. Uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. And now that we don't work together anymore, it's just like, oh, that, there's my brother who I haven't <laughs> seen in 17 yep. years. Yeah, that's funny. I actually work with my brother too a bit. Um, he owns the ad agency that we use. So I work in terms of branding with him side by side, which actually has been really fun for us because we get to talk more often and really, really frequently. Um, but that's not the same as being, you know, a business partner. Yeah. So for, well, for one thing, for me and my husband, we almost don't know anything different because we started when we were 19 and we've done this the whole way through. We've never not been business partners for the most part. Um, It is challenging and it's challenging to mix when you're, you know, you have a disagreement at home and then it it definitely bleeds into work and almost more so vice versa, where things that drive each other crazy at work bleed into home and you're sort of arguing about it at home. Mm -hmm. But uh, a couple of things that have been helpful to us one, we are complementary. Um, we like to look at it that way. We're different, um, which means that our skill sets are complementary. So we try to value what each other brings to the table and at the same time know that we don't want to do the other person's job and we wouldn't be very good at the other person's job. So there's a lot of mutual respect that goes that way. And then the other thing that I think we're still working on, um, but we've gotten better at it lately, is uh, arguing quickly, like coming to a conclusion on on your argument fast. And the reason it's important is because we probably will have, you know, if we are striking up some sort of disagreement, some sort of argument, we've also got a meeting that's starting in five minutes or a Zoom or even, you know, maybe we're speaking on a panel, you know, you're about to walk out on stage and you got to put on a huge smile. Um, And we've gotten pretty good at sort of getting those arguments to be quick um, and putting either stopping them and being like, great, we got it covered. And now we're going to go out on stage and smile or put a pin in it 
And then sometimes we'll even pick back up the the disagreement mid-sentence an hour later after the Zoom call is over or whatever it was. Um, so that's something that we've we've worked together to try to get less emotionally charged, especially if it's a work disagreement. I love that you said you try and get to the point or the resolution quickly because sometimes, whether it's business or personal, you go round and around with who did what wrong. Mm-hmm. And that becomes the focus versus just like, all right, what do we each want as an outcome from this? I'm I'm definitely stealing that from you. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, we are victims of that as well. I, I think it's funny when you have a ticking time clock that you've got, like, you have five minutes left. Yeah, you got to just figure out what did you want to say and say it. Totally, totally. No long-winded answers here. Yeah. <laughs> How did it work having kids, your business, you work with your husband? How did you do that? Yeah. So having kids was a really fun adventure and it came kind of at the right time. We had, so I've got twin seven-year-olds, a boy and a girl. Um, So twins was a whole another thing, which is awesome now. Um, Any twin parent will tell you it is not super awesome in the first three years, Yeah, Uh, but it was great to kind of get pushed right into it. We were at a place in our business where I was ready to hand off some of the day-to-day, literally we're talking about like accounts receivable, these kind of jobs. And I had to for maternity leave. And so that was a nice moment where when I came back from maternity leave, it, it had been handed off. I had figured out a way to package up some of the more um, repetitive things I was doing at work and move on. And so that was that was nice. One other thing that was a big change for us when we had kids was having a schedule. Because prior to this, we had worked for so long and just anytime we wanted. First thing when we got up and then we would kind of do whatever we wanted on our own schedule and we would work till midnight and then we'd go to sleep. Um, But now you had babies that really required you to be home at a certain time um, and, and they needed your attention when you're off, which actually was helpful to us. It structured our lives a little bit more than it had. And I think that was helpful for the business as well. We started coming into the office at a more regular cadence um, and it was primed for when our growth was really going to take off. So, it, you know, I think if we had done babies when we were very, very early in the business, it would have been maybe disruptive to the business. But since we were a little bit more established and had started to build a little bit of a team, it was actually a positive. And it's great now because it's so fun having a second piece of your life that's just as important as the other piece. Totally. I love that. Um, so what's next for you? You want to be nationwide. Anything else? You have the book coming out. Where? Oh, sorry. Where is the book available? So the book is available um, on Amazon, um, and right now you can get it on Target online as well. You can also get it through us if you come to our website is cookiedelivery.com. So we will ship or hand deliver if you're in one of our delivery areas. We will deliver the book together with warm cookies um, or together with your frozen take and bake if you're having it shipped. But absolutely on Amazon, Target, um, and check your local bookstores. Several local bookstores um, are carrying it as well. Awesome. I'm excited to try these cookies. So is there any one piece of advice you'd like to leave my listeners with? Uh, It can be on the personal front, the work front, anything you learned or was, or someone told you that was really helpful. Yeah, I think something that I've learned, kind of two part, one, try not to overthink things um, because you can talk yourself out of almost anything. And I'm really good at that, you know, kind of analyzing it through and thinking, ah, no, maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, Find a way to push yourself forward and just take that leap because if you go through that whole 
time where you're analyzing, analyzing, deciding the pros, the cons, all this, you absolutely won't ever do whatever it is that you're thinking of doing. So um, I'm a little risk averse. uh, So it comes a little bit harder for me. But sometimes you just have to take that leap and say, we will figure out the details. And then the second part to it is just trust yourself that you will figure out those details that you can get through to the next side. I struggle with that too sometimes is feeling like, am I capable of doing it? Or are we as a team capable of doing this next thing? Um, and it's kind of wasted energy. You know, you're going to do it anyway. So go into it knowing and feeling like I can do this. We will figure this out and you can do more than you think you can do. Awesome. And one thing we'd be surprised to know about you Oh, one thing you'd be surprised at. Um, that's a good question. If you have never met me, I'm very short, but anybody who knows me knows that's the thing. My kids always um, tease me that I'm like the tallest first grader, and that's as far as I can get because the, oh, the second God. graders have got me beat. Oh, my God. Amazing. Thanks for being on today. So people can follow you where? Um, yeah. So our website is cookiedelivery.com, and then you can follow us on all the socials um, at Tiff's Treats. Awesome. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithm. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again and you will hear from me next week.